Blackout Podcast. Hello, Epidemic. How's it going? Good, good, good. Thanks for coming in. I really appreciate you moving things around to make this happen. Oh, I feel like I made you guys move around <laughs> stuff more than I did. So, But it's Saturday. It's good. It's a good day to be alive. So. Yeah. It's always a good We're day here. to be alive. Um, thanks for coming. Uh, well, let's start with a brief introduction. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Mark, a.k.a. Epidemic. Artist, born and raised, Windsor Junction, Nova Scotia. I've uh, been doing music for about 12 to 13 years, essentially, as a as a whole. But just been working and making music as much as as much as I want, really. I mean, until these things pop off, <laughs> we'll be good. <laughs> so, 13 years. How did it start for you? Uh, it was a love for poetry. Essentially, going through uh, elementary school, even through junior high, it was a it was a love for poetry, love for the whole thing you can do with rhymes. Being able to make sorry, being able to make rhymes work to your advantage, portray feelings, portray emotions, and tell a story mm. was where it basically started. I mean, when I started writing, it was like. It's funny because it was the first like song I wrote was about a breakup with a girl in junior high. So it was like grade eight. Mm-hmm. Well, I never recorded it or anything because it was really mean. But like <laughs> it was like just out of spite. It was like she doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> She's with this guy already. Um, granted, I'm still in junior high, so it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. But I blew it out of proportion, and basically, that's how the first song was was written. And basically, since then, I started stereotypical rhymes, mm. and then moved to more storytelling and and the music I like making now. So. Do, do you remember the title of the first song? Oh no, um, <laughs> I don't. I wish I did now. <laughs> um, there was like three mixtapes that I released throughout throughout high school that I only did a select run of like printing mm. because I actually outsourced it to like a CD printing company back when that was relevant because it's not anymore. Mm. But basically. Oh, I wish I did. It was, the first project that I did was called Outbreak because mm-hmm. it was a play on words with breakout. Like I'm breaking out of finally doing this, mm-hmm. but we called it Outbreak and sound, and it kind of goes with the epidemic, epidemic right? Thing, yeah. So it worked in both ways, but it was a collaboration with a with a friend from another school in the in the HRM. But yeah, we just did basically. Me and him did a, a tr- like a eight track mixtape to start everything off, and that was that was essentially how everything else went. And then I did a lot of solo material after that for the for the other two mixtapes. So the, those eight songs was it two of you on every track, or yeah, I think at least six of them, and I think we both had like one individual track. Oh, okay, but we basically traded back and forth and it was terrible because we didn't record together Mm. and i didn't have any clue of what was good equipment to use (laughs) 
So I had like a computer microphone and he was using like a like a plug-in hand like like a 58 and I was like mine sounds like crap compared to this. <laughs> but okay, we'll make it work. I'm sure we can make it work. And mine just sounded a lot more fuzzy and but I mean, it was it was cool. I mean, that was my introduction to really for working with somebody and mm-hmm. understanding that uh Things can sound better if you use better equipment sometimes. 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 Um, so when it comes to songwriting, I mean, I know you like telling stories, but um, <clears throat> how does it start for you? Does it start with a beat? Does it start with an um, like the title of the song? Um, title is the last thing. Oh, Literally wow. the last thing sometimes. Because, I mean, the song can be completely written, and I still don't know what it is until we record it basically the day of and go from there because i mean i recorded a song with a local artist recently and i i had no idea what to call the song and it was just it came up in the hook and i was like that's a song that's Mm -hmm. a title but uh sorry what was the question no like what's the process when it comes to songwriting um it does normally stem from a beat, but it can just be like something happened in the day that either upset me or made me really happy or whatever the emotion was and just sparked my interest to just write about it or write about the feeling that, that it had. Mm-hmm. But I like writing to a beat because a beat can inspire me in a way that sometimes life gets way too complicated to to try and stem from that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the beat can trigger something that mm-hmm. has happened. And that that makes it easier to at least convey it in a song. So uh, do you work with a particular producer or a bunch of them? Um, I I used to try and stay... Well, I used to use these free beats cause, or like remix beats and call them my own. But then, I, then again, I was only selling like hand-to-hand, so I was, really wasn't doing much. But... Uh, as far as producers go, it's it's a lot of online producers that I try and make connections with. I usually buy them off like SoundClick or something like that because it's a beat website. But all the same, um, recently I try to connect with the producers that I'm working with because I'd rather build a relationship with them and actually understand and be able to tell them like this is what I want to do with it. What can we do to make this sound like this mm-hmm. or whatever the case is and and that, or even just to get the stems really for the file to get to get every piece every drum every horn every every sound so i can better control and better and give it better um final product uh-huh. so local i try and stay local but i mean the there's i'm just very particular when it comes to my beats mm. And it's funny because I, I try and stay different at the same time because I pick beats that are a lot more left field yeah. than than anything. They just attract me more because it gives me more of a challenge and really allows me to show my versatility and everything when it comes to songwriting and just the the performance when we're recording. So, so when you started out... Uh, what kind of music? What kind? Of, what kind of artists did you listen to when I started? Mm. So Eminem. ten years ago, yeah, Eminem. He was 
the way I am was the first introduction to him. So that's that's that was very angry music. So I didn't know anything to write about, but like negative stuff. So I wasn't really writing about anything positive in my life, which there was a lot of positivity that's in my life. <laughs> it's just it's just like the rap music that was going on back then. It wasn't like it was either super party anthem or it was like this stuff's going on in my life mm. and that's like once again i forgot what the question was no like i mean the art- <laughs> you listen to eminem then oh yeah, yeah artists got it sorry um eminem I'm trying to think back then um g unit 50 cent it was um i even want to say like bone thugs and harmony mm. It would bust rhymes. Uh, now, yeah. I find myself listening to like J. Cole, Russ, and I try and get like influencers in in a sense, like people that are socially conscious mm-hmm. with politics and everything like that. So Vic Mensa is a big one for me too because he's very pro uh, proactive with with fighting the violence and stuff in the states and stuff with the police officers and everything like that so yeah he's very political but at the same time russ is where i get my melodies from because i mean and his hustle's insane because he does literally everything when it comes to like production holy smokes he writes produces mix masters wow everything like that other than his videos he gets someone else to shoot his videos but (laughs) But he does everything, and that's how he's built his name and his brand and everything. So he's built his name off that, and I can't do anything but respect him for it. And like he makes good music, mm-hmm. he very melodic when he when he uh, performs or even just puts stuff out. So that's where I get that. And then J Cole's just lyrics. That's where I get my lyrics from. What, yeah. So what uh, what are some of J Cole's songs you like? Uh... Land of the Snakes, Born Sinner is yeah. uh, crazy. Yeah. I'm definitely a fan of it, and uh, it's still a CD that I keep in my car, even though I play my phone. But um, <laughs> that one, Sideline Story, is cool too. I mean, that was really my introduction. Like when he came out with, uh, I want to say Who Dat. Yeah, back when yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that music video was fire. Yeah, it was. Um, I think he had literally that. fire in his music <laughs> video. There was this one line sample from uh, Outcast. Who I, who want to fuck with Joko? <laughs> it was in there. I remember it, and it was from an Outcast song. Ugh, I can't remember the song now, but yeah, 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 yeah. I remember I who that about, for yeah. sure. But that was the one that that that's what introduced me to it. I mean, I wish I had have known like. Uh, the warm up, I think it was before that. I'm sorry if I'm terrible on my references, but Sideline Story is the first one that I bought of mm. J. Cole, and that was my intro. And then Born Center was the next one I bought because I just every song on that was crazy, and like he had so many stories to tell yeah. on that. Is it in the album where he um, he had a song where they were going to bury somebody? Power Trip. Yeah, that's a music video, right? Yeah, yeah. with Miguel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That yeah, that that was the, that was the first single on that album, I believe, yeah. which was also uh good. I tried to do a cover of that one or not a cover like a remix of that one. 
It never ended up working. I couldn't sing it well that at that time. So, <laughs> so like I you didn't? It. Did you get someone to sing? Because he didn't sing it, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't really have that many people that I wanted to sing. I, like I wanted to try it because oh, okay, I wanted okay. to like see if I could branch out and do it. But yeah. at that point, I wasn't confident enough in my singing abilities to <laughs> really tackle it properly. So. Yeah. I gave up on that one. Didn't didn't end up doing anything with it, but still oh, okay. a banger for yeah. J Cole's sake. So, no, that Born Sinner is definitely a top on my top five for sure. So yeah, I love that. And so, um, do you hmm, what do you think of Mumble Rap? I believe it was a gateway more than anything. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of it when it happened, as a lot of people were at least at least a lot of hip hop heads it seemed and it was more of like a cultural change hmm. but a lot of those mumble rappers now are not mumble rappers like they don't they don't necessarily mumble anymore they're actually rapping like Kodak Black's last up like that he just dropped an album and I'm pretty sure he's actually rapping on like I didn't actually listen to it but the performance that he did on Jimmy Kimmel, I think. Yeah, I heard someone was actually good. Me, yeah. yeah, someone told me that. And I and I was never a big fan of Kodak Black. Every time a verse of his came on, like a feature, I'd turn off the song or change the song. But I mean, they're all they're all growing, they're all adapting, and they're all um, actually becoming an artist. That's mm. more than just a fad, because even like Trippy Red. That dude can rap. He can rap and he can actually somewhat sing to it too. Like he can keep a melody when it came to like his last album. And uh I don't know, mumble rap was never a big I was never a big fan of it, but all the same, it like it was a cultural change. Yeah. I think it allowed people to see what fans wanted to listen to, what this generation wants to listen to. Like it seemed about the hype was more um, worthy than the actual content. Ah, uh, because I mean, you'll get Lil Uzi Vert, and like the footage that he had from shows, like he was stage diving from like fifteen feet up, <laughs> dropping into crowds. Granted, he's not a big dude, but <laughs> like that's incredible. Right. Yeah, and like, not to say he's a bad artist, but he was part of that mumble rap generation, and. The festivals, the shows, the tours, and everything that generated and the hype behind mm -hmm. it was unmatched with certain, like even artists nowadays that are lyrical. Because I yeah. mean, it's just, I, it was a cultural change. Yeah, I guess, you know, my question about leading from that is that you're really a storyteller, storyteller so there's a lot of words. Yeah. Storytelling. And then compared to the, um, do you see some people having this issue with, I mean, this person isn't really saying much, right? But they right. have this massive hype. And I'm telling... And a massive following, too, <laughs> which is... Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm telling this amazing story, but, you know, it's like it's not really catching on. Do you think some people just use that to get the following, um, to tell the stories they want to tell? Yeah. Well, I mean, you want to take a completely left-field example, look at Taylor Swift. She started in country music. She started as a country artist. She makes some of the best pop music now. Country was her gateway. Like, it, that opened so many doors for her to do a lot of stuff, and then she moved to pop. I mean, granted, she could have wanted to do pop the whole time, but country was that lane that she could 
tackle and master mm-hmm. at least enough to transition. But I mean, those guys, I think a lot of them use it as a business tool. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really want to analyze it. I'm sure a lot of these guys found that mumble rap was kicking in so they jumped on the on the little wagon and uh ran with it. And now like now that they're still making music, if they're still making music, mm-hmm. um they're making the stuff that they want to make, whether it's still mumble rap or not. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And um, so, I mean, I know you listen to these different artists, but do you see any influences of the th- songs you listen to now? Yeah. See, I know you said when you started out with Eminem, you had that whole thing, but now right. do you see that in any way influencing your music? Um, like artists or just the music that I'm listening to? Well, yeah, let's say music you're listening to. Um, yeah, I find I'm I'm surrounding myself more nowadays with positivity just because, like, I don't want to sound like I'm preaching at all, but, like, I, I've just become, I've had a different outlook on life, and I just, I don't like focusing on the negativity and the negative stuff, but it's got to be told, so I look for what where that's brought me or like the the outcome because that's a positive mm. being able to relate that and so, so the music that i'm listening to now is well essentially a lot more positive like i was granted i was listening to like uh a boogie with the hoodie on the way here and it was a lot of negative stuff but i mean the dude can rap and he can do all that i was trying to find new music on the way here or even before i went to the gym this morning Mm. but i mean i'm trying to surround myself with positive music because it's bringing out a lot of the the best music that i've been making and writing and it just seems to be something i gravitate towards i wish i had a better example right now Mm. um i listen to a lot of uh Russ's new album, Zoo. And I also listened to... What else is... Have you ever heard of Danny Lay? No, not yet. Anyway, she's, I think... I want to say up and coming, but she's performed oh, she? with... Okay, I, don't, I thought it was a guy. No, uh, Yeah, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> female. I, I feel like she's a rapper, but she could very well be an R&B artist. Just, it's weird with that. It's like the Post Malone kind of thing. Mm. Post Malone calls himself a rapper, but I don't really see it as a rapper. I feel like he's more of an R&B artist. Mm. But like she does both aspects. And basically, the the album was called The Plan. And it's about like sticking to the plan of making music full time doing this my way doing this how i want to do it mm-hmm. not how like industry or like label heads or artist managers want me to do it it's going to be my way cuz it's been the plan from the get go okay so i feel like i've strayed off the question no no you you're right but you're positivity right seems to be something that i'm gravitating a lot more towards nowadays just because I, I, as much as I hate talking about negative stuff, it happens, but I'd rather focus on uplifting, I guess. Great, than- great. Uh, talking about positive, positivity, there's something that's kind of really coming out now in especially rap, hip hop, uh, mental. <clears throat> 
challenges like with mental kind of illness, illness. Exactly. it's awareness well, you want to talk about that it's a it logic hit perfect with that when you drop that i mean not that i'm gonna hop on a uh, hop on that train of logic but um he definitely opened up the industry when he first of all titled the track the the hotline number i mean that was big but go ahead i feel like i jumped in already no, with no, your but question no, but that, that is what i'm like i just want to hear your opinion on that like is it something? i believe it's something people need to talk about like yeah. i don't i don't talk about it enough with myself because i keep everything to myself I, I don't i don't like talking about the real shit that's going on inside like i don't i it's not something i like to talk about because it feels too personal sometimes mm-hmm. like i want i want people to know that like like I'm literally living on like fifteen dollars right now until Wednesday. Mm. That's real shit that's going on in my life that mm-hmm. I don't like talking about, but I mean, I'm making it work. We all have our struggles, we all have our mental health and like that's that's stress, that's anxiety on my brain. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to make the outer shell look calm. Like I don't, I don't like doing it, but all the same, like I don't like coming off as, uh, as struggling as I am, mm-hmm. because I believe nobody should struggle to the point where their mental health is becoming an issue or becoming or taking a major hit. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but um. I just feel like mental health is something that's becoming more of a forefront issue and it's be- people are coming out a lot more. Granted there's a lot of people like Chester Bennington, nobody would have ever known I, he had that problem. Yeah. Cuz that well, that's not true. I can't say that cuz if you were talking to him, I'm sure you wouldn't have noticed, but like check out all the songs they put out. That's got to be his songwriting. Because, I mean, they put out the song, the single Heavy featuring Kiara on that last album that they did. And, like, you got to think about, like, people think they're just catchy songs. That's his life. Like, he's telling you, like, when the world gets too heavy. Like, he's talking about shit that's going on in his life Mm. that you would never really think that he's like you think he was just writing it to make good music or like just to have it relatable to people mm-hmm. but like he was going through some stuff yeah and then you have mac miller yeah I know. more related to my genre but yeah. all the same he was self-medicating because he he wanted to do it for the people he was making music for people he wasn't doing it essentially for himself at first i'm sure he was but at, at one point he f- it seems like it turned and he got to a pleasing kind of thing. Like he wanted to do it, make music for them, but it wasn't really taking a good note on his brain. Mm. But it's very scary how quick it can turn if we don't talk about it. Yeah. So like what, what I guess would be your, um, your ideal way forward, especially when it comes to mental health. Ideal way forward, what do you mean? Yeah, like, should, I mean, do you think we have enough support? Especially looking from an artist standpoint. Right. Yeah. Um, Probably not. I don't think we have enough. I mean, we have a platform to talk about it. As artists, you can put it in every song you want. But it 
people don't necessarily want to listen to that, mm. especially when it comes to music. So it comes to different forms of media or different forms of publicity or even bigger names, not even necessarily artists talking about it because we we as artists put ourselves on display but all the same like i said we hide a lot of it yeah and i think it needs to be maybe not necessarily talked about more but just having more of an open forum for just anybody who wants to talk about it that wants just somebody to talk to like i know there's hotlines and all that stuff but i can tell you myself i would never call one of those hotlines i don't think i i don't think i could ever do it like i don't think i could ever like at my lowest i don't know if i could subject myself to think that i need to call a hotline that it's that bad Hmm. but that's me i don't think i i think i would tell i'm really close with my mom Mm-hmm. So I would tell my mom before I would tell anybody. And I don't like, there's some stuff that I don't even think I'd tell her just cause it's, it's, I don't, I don't want to come off as weak as I could be. Mm. I'm not saying I'm, I'm weak right now or there's not going to be a time when I'm weak, but I, it's, it's not even an image. It's just, I don't, I don't want to have myself thinking that I'm that, bad Mm. and that's very well could be relatable to everybody else or to the people that have passed away because of it rest in peace to them but like i i don't think i i don't know like i don't i don't show it enough for people to know about it i don't talk about it enough to make people concerned about it Mm -hmm. granted i'm not in 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 any way preaching that i'm i'm at a at a low or lower than the people that are struggling out there. Mm -hmm. But like, I just, I I feel like it needs to be talked about more or at least like a more open forum about it. Just, just a way of being more open about it without having to broadcast it everywhere. Like Mm -hmm. having somebody like a friend that's just like able to listen. Cause I mean, you don't necessarily have to have a conversation about it. It mm-hmm. just needs to be vented sometimes because it, it could be the thing that breaks you down and makes you realize it's not that bad or there's people out there or whatever the remedy could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly I didn't think I had to talk about too much about mental health, but I guess it's a bigger issue than I thought. Yeah. So, I mean, safe to presume it's not something you write about in your songs. I mean, now you're focused it is, on... It is, and it, it is, and it isn't. I mean, you heard, you saw, yourself, you heard Broke. Mm. You were telling me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was my scratching the surface of what it was. Yeah, I guess. It was more of an open subject, but it was coming from a personal standpoint, like from, from my perspective. Um, It was a song that... I felt had a lot of potential, but at the same time was a thing that I was dealing with. Like I was trying to make music, but to get recording time or to get it mixed or shoot music videos, it takes money. And if you don't have money, what are you going to do? Like you can't, you can't move up in the industry or you can't. And if like, and 
granted, my, I have a great support system, but if you don't have a support system or somebody to at least cheer you on, mm. like that could that could cripple you in in hopes of trying to make something happen. Yeah. So. So with that uh, with that broke song, did it start with the beat, or you already had an idea you're gonna make that song before you had the beat? Um, I think I heard the beat first. Mm. To be honest, the beat was a uh, beat was a kicker. It it just had more of a storytelling vibe. It wasn't like an in depth melody, but it also had a hook to it that could be almost. Almost chant worthy, but it wasn't. That wasn't my focus. It mm. was creating a message that, like, the industry is not necessarily built for everybody to succeed. Not, it's not made for everybody to make money. It's not made for everybody to necessarily be comfortable with living your living situations. Mm-hmm. And it was just weird to finally bring it to light. But I mean, at the same time, I brought it to light, and. It w- wasn't even a single on the project. It was just something that I did because I I didn't want I didn't feel the need to put it at the forefront. I don't know why when I listen to it, like I love the whole entire album. The album is great. All the songs kind of flow into each other. But broke was the song that I had to play again. I don't, right. I don't know. It just it just caught me. I was like, what the you know? There was there was the thing about it. It All wasn't right. like you said. It wasn't just the beat. Yeah. And I remember when we saw the next time after I, I listened to Broke, I was like, what was the story behind Broke? And yeah, like like we said, it was like it was something that just an issue that I was dealing with, but I didn't want to really put it out there that I was dealing with it. But something that concerned me it was like at a point when I was working minimum wage jobs, I, I was working one, two or three minimum wage jobs just to pay the bills. Like it wasn't it wasn't something easy to deal with but i mean you had to do what you had to do to to make ends meet and the song was just a way for me to say that in a way like that could be relatable to a lot of people because i know a lot there's a lot of people out there that work multiple jobs just to pay the bills make ends meet and like i said with the with the with the uh first verse like it, the intro it's like an intro to the song mm. before the even the beat kicks in it's we're living in a generation where we can't even make minimum payments like we're working minimum wage jobs but we can't even make minimum payments on like a car or, or rent or electricity whatever the case is yeah like that's the generation we live in and that's that's the kind of tone i wanted to set with it like grab your attention right away be like you did this is an issue but i mean we all go through it it, it shouldn't be an issue it should be there should be a way around it or something we can do to increase this or mm. to make it better. But that's, that's essentially how it began and just allowed me to say that, like, I'm out here. I know what, I know what you're going through. I know mm-hmm. what's going on. Like, I, I can see that you're struggling. I'm, I'm, I'm here too. Like, but I'm, I'm out here hustling. Cause I know I need a, I need a, I need a car to get me to work. I need a place to sleep at night. I need, and I need to make that money to make sure, like, even for this music, because, I mean, nobody, nobody's going to foot any money for me unless it's, like, a grant. And even then, i got to pay it back. So it's creating opportunities like that, creating songs like that, that are allowing me to at least build awareness, create awareness or yeah. something to that nature. So 
it was it was a platform it was a cool platform to use and i just never saw it as a single and i wish i had of and if there's still potential to do so i mean like you want to look at potential fetty wap was pushing uh trap queen for like two years before it even popped off pushed that for years and finally it caught on but i mean i could easily do that i well not easily let's not go there but <laughs> i could i could do that like and i'm I'd rather tackle it and do it. I don't know if I'd record it again necessarily, but mm. I'd I'd definitely consider pushing it. It's just the music I'm making now isn't exactly there, so it's 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 a change. Maybe I come back to it. Okay, but so I mean, you don't see yourself kind of like now talking about the music you're making now. Blessed is also dope, and it, this you know I remember right. seeing. Um, cause I I, ch- I, ch- I, ch- I, ch- I check <laughs> I check the streams and it's like it ju- it doubled in a day. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was nice to see. I mean, like, granted, I gotta give respect to the to the other guys that are on the the song yep. Shay and uh, uh, my best friend Jacob. But I mean, it's it's just nice to see numbers like that. Mm. I mean. Granted, it's only it's only the beginning. I'm like I'm I'm still considering myself like I'm still mm-hmm. coming up. Yeah, yeah. But it's just nice to see those numbers turn around so quickly. Yeah. Because it shows that somebody's listening or somebody's pushing it or somebody's sharing it or mm. something to that nature. At least it's going somewhere. And whether whether where it is right now is as far as it goes, that's fine with me. I mean it's it's allowed me to be on playlists that I never thought I'd be on. Mm this at this point in my career anyways but it's it's just nice it's a nice turnaround for yeah it. and um so actually let's let's go back to blessed um the story behind blessed is the, uh, let, let, no actually the haunted house yeah <laughs> it's the, the artwork yeah, yeah yeah the artwork let's go with that one so well that's essentially where it all uh i don't want to say where it all began but it's definitely part of the story behind it yeah um music nova scotia so nova scotia music week was happening i performed the friday but i wanted to come back the saturday to Truro to take in the panels and see the performances at night but shay who i had met at new school rules um wanted to work on music so i was like well, hey, I don't. I'm not even going to tell him. I'm going to bring my music stuff. I'm going to bring like my mic and everything. Bring that to Tro, and we'll record, and we'll do some. We'll do something. I didn't know what we were going to record or if we were going to even record anything. Mm. But he was, he was more game to do it than I was at that point. Like he was itching to go. Like when can we record? <laughs> so I brought the stuff up to his room. I set it up, and then we started going through beats, and a couple cut our ears, but. That one by, I think I ran through a lot of uh, Jacob's beats, and that one seemed to, although it's a repetitive sample, it seemed to catch both of our ears pretty quick, and uh, he started writing to it, and basically after that, we just, like, throughout the night, we had to go in, like, 15-minute increments of, like, recording, or, like, 15 to 20-minute increments of recording, because it was just the the stage was right below his hotel room so <laughs> we were recording in his hotel room but like we had to take 
breaks because the base would rattle the furnace or like the the fan on the side mm. and you just hear like everything that was going on downstairs so yeah we had to f- go through the night and basically record when we could so granted it didn't take that long to actually record but we had to do it at least like like span it out over like an hour or two so yeah. but that yeah that was pretty cool so we got it recorded we left it alone because we were going to mix it later on basically as long as we have the stems of the vocal files we were going to be all right but then like we went to a few shows and then just before i was about to leave they were talking about this haunted mansion slash it used to be like an inn like a hotel kind of old school townhouse and they were talking about people were walking through it and stuff and like they were saying it's haunted but nobody's really seen anything or nobody's really (laughs) talked about it (laughs) So I was like, dude, I got to do this before I leave. I mean, so myself, Shay, and Thomas from Hand Solo Records in Toronto, we all went in, went on the base level because the door was open and basically walked around there, saw some, everything was basically like tossed around everything. And it was just like somebody ransacked the entire place. But at one point, there's like a splatter on the wall. It either looks like shit or it looks like blood. Mm. But it's 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 a splatter all over the wall, and it's just a little eerie. But mm. at the same time, there's like a like a new age uh, cigarette butt post thing to put your cigarettes out on. <laughs> and I was like, that's super weird for that to be in here. Clearly, more people are coming in here than we thought. Mm. So then we're like, this is cool. Okay about to head out and i was like we're not gonna go upstairs <laughs> shay goes oh you want to go upstairs <laughs> so we started to walk upstairs up the f- it's like a it's like a u so we go up the first set turn around to go up the second set we went up the first set all we hear is like pretty fairly loud mm. and then i started to walk around the, the next thing i looked down the hallway and all i hear is <laughs> all you hear and the funny thing is thomas had it on video i didn't know he was recording but he just had his little like a little handheld camera mm. and he did it and he recorded it and you can faintly hear you can hear the tapping but you can't hear the like you can faintly hear the scream mm. and it was like all you hear after that is she go nope and literally we all took <laughs> off running out of that place i don't think we could have gone any faster but uh Oh, so in the spirit of the spontaneity of the night of recording as it was, we took that to, uh, I guess, incorporate that house mm. into the story. Hence why it's blessed. So, I mean, the the photo was great. The building was turned upside down. What's the color purple? I think it's Shay's, one of Shay's favorite colors. Every, like in the verse alone, he goes, uh, posted on the Graham Hearts purple and blue. So, I mean, there's a scheme of purple, bluish colors, and yeah. I think that's just his favorite colors and stuff. So that pretty much played into played into the artwork. So I had no problem with what whatever the artwork was going to be. So it's just funny that he chose that that house, which suited it perfectly. Yeah, so. yeah. And um, me, me, and me or him. Yep. So what's the story behind me or him? Uh, okay. So I had that song written about like four or five months before as a solo song so i had three verses written to that song Mm. 
with the hook and I was really stoked about it. Like I, I really liked the way it went. Like it was, it was definitely down a, a lot more pop influenced lane, but all the same, it was just nice to actually take a change and like flip the rap into like a, a more commercial, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, song. So I sat on it for like four or five months and realized like, what if like the song is called me or him and it's about a girl deciding if she wants to stay with this guy who's not really pushing her to do anything with her life, who's just sitting there. Maybe he's playing, like, just playing video games all day and not really taking anything to better his life. Yeah. So he's not pushing her, like, and it's like a, hey, if you come with me, it's very, very much in the sense of, like, I can, I can show you better kind of deal. But, like, if you come with me... I can show you, like, there's more to life than just sitting down watching TV or watching video games all day. Mm -hmm. And in saying that, I'm talking to a girl, so why don't we get, like, the female perspective? So I was reaching out, trying to look for a female to do it, and Shape Hits came to mind. And I asked her to do it. She said, yeah, totally down to do it. Sounds right down my alley. And I thought she was, like, because she's... I thought she was more of a rapper when I first met her because that's what I I only saw her at like ciphers and stuff like that. So I I I took her as a rapper, but when she came in to record her verse for that song, hmm. she sang it, and I was like, that fits so much better than I thought it would, and it just it flowed perfectly. It was like her opinion of it, and I was like, cool. So now I have a female on it. Now it'll be just like a back and forth. Like I'll do the first verse, the hook, she'll do her verse. And then I come back for the third verse. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's cool. But if my third verse doesn't really play to her verse, <laughs> then it's not going to sound right. Yeah. So I was like, what if I get a third person and get a third perspective kind of deal? So then I was trying to find an artist that would not just uh, do it justice, but fit the song. Mm-hmm. And KO came to mind and, I met him years ago and basically I've been listening. I had, I had listened to his recent project and it seemed like he would fit exactly what I needed. And he has a Caribbean vibe to his voice. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's hard to mistake. So having that voice on that track would fit perfectly. So I was like, Hey, would you mind doing a verse on this? And he was like, yeah, sure. Sounds like I really dig the song. So he did that. I heard it back and I was like, I'm so glad I didn't release this song. It's with three, <laughs> three of my verses. Instead, I put my verse first and just went from there. But I mean, that's essentially how it went. Like it, it went from being a solo song to being uh, on Pump It or Dump It for 101.3. Yeah. And it was on Global, was on... Um, CTV as well. So it was. It got the publicity that I that I wanted at the time. I wish I could have done more with it, but all the same, I I still love the track. I mean, I love perform. The song's got a, a positive vibe. If you yeah, want to come yeah. back to our earlier talks, but <laughs> yeah, it does. I the love positive it. I love vibe it was there, and I, I it's hard to. I I can't get over the cover album. Uh, the album art for me or him. Yeah. Yeah, I needed something different. I just was like, I, and I had seen Mitchell. I think his name is Mitchell Turner. He did the artwork, and uh, 
he was offering to do like similar like realistic cartoon realistic but cartoon like dis- like drawings of people mm. and i was like what if you got like me and he showed me and i was like what if you did the artwork for this song and just i got like their like front photos to get them on it and it's like yeah just send them as long as i can get like a a decent front frontal view of their face we should be all right and i just asked them to send like send me the picture that you would want your face like recreated as a cartoon and they're like fine sent it and i sent them to him he sent it back and i was like silly <laughs> but it looked it looked so it fit perfectly and it didn't like it didn't need to be yeah. anything extra and yeah, yeah, yeah. it fit perfectly yeah i think you you fit the vibe of the song um so i mean you've had like 13 years started out grade nine doing different music and now you're like in, in a positive level bless is doing great but i guess what advice you know to would you give someone that <clears throat> not necessarily struggling but how to keep pushing when it seems, you know, you have to go to your day job to make money to go to the studio or to follow your art. Just know that, that like, why you're doing it. Understand why you're doing it. Because I, I didn't know how much I loved it until I started performing. Once I started, like, that stage feels like home to me. I, the performing aspect of what I do is my favorite. Like, I love creating great music awesome music fun music but if i can't perform it then what it's nothing to me because like i i put my character on the stage my everything that i am and everything that i want to be comes out on that stage like you find me like shows you'll see me dancing during my set not necessarily dancing dancing but like if the vibe is right you'll find me at least doing like side steps or like two stepping or something to my own songs as I'm performing. Mm-hmm. Um, so just understanding what you're doing, like why you're doing it at the end of the day. If you truly love music, if that's what you're going for, or acting, or whatever the case is, understand that that there's a level of dedication. Like I understand there's a level of dedication that not even I'm hitting to make it like like uh, Eminem J- or J. Cole or Russ or anything like that. So... I really need to step my game up to even come close, like far away from them. Mm. But there's just a level of dedication that you have to understand that involves getting there or at least getting recognition. Like putting your two cents in is one thing, but understanding that it's a process. And if you want to quote somebody great, look at Gary V. Love the process. Fall in love with the process. Because if you don't find out what you're doing or the type of music that you truly love making, or if you're just making it to make it, mm. it's different. Yeah. Um, because that's what I was doing. I was just making music to make music. And I was, I got tired of it. And like, I found myself not writing as much anymore. And I was like, it's not fun. Mm. And then I started making the melodic stuff that I'm making now. And just the stuff over the past, past year two, just, just past two years. Yeah. Alone have been something that uh, I've just found I'm dedicated a lot more to. So, okay. so uh, I'm going to round this up by hitting a little bit on rap Charlie Brown. What's that about? I've always found myself, I, I, I love being a character. 
<laughs> I love I love the the fact of being relatable, and I've always been told I look like certain people. <laughs> like I've been told I look like Caillou when I was growing up, and I was like, I don't want to be like a Caillou to somebody. But Charlie Brown is so classic; it's yeah. everybody knows. But like, he's also somebody that doesn't give up. You want to talk about kicking the football? He tries every time. He never gives up. He thinks one day he's gonna make it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean. It's somebody that's going to never give up, continually push, and is honest, positive, and trying to bring the best out of people. So Great. Relating that to music is perfect. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. <laughs> no, this was great. This was good. <laughs> I appreciate it. Perfect.